I'm Adam. I'm Nick. I'm Drew. And I'm John. And you are listening to the Archive, our ever growing library of everything. One horror at a time. <laughs> Why did you do that to yourself? You started this time. Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all the comments be read out this is on the archive? Did okay, you, do you want to start? Did, did you guys write that last time? No. I, I was off the cuff. No. Came out. Nice. That was, was well done. Off the <laughs> Everything chain. I do is zero preparation. Weren't you there? Yeah. Who's yeah. hiding in the corner? But I no, was, he missed. Didn't I you miss was, the singing? Yeah, I was not there for the singing. Yeah. yeah. That's right. He was there in the corner. Is that what you said? <laughs> there in the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's 2019, but we still need to talk about 2018. Tony 18. <laughs> My friend hey. Tony 18. Uh, Tony 18. I, I need to bring him up. <laughs> He's really bugging me. Um, 2018, we described the things that we counted our second bests of 2018. Do you want to explain us a little more the difference we're doing this year than last year? I will explain it for your <laughs> sake, my friend. Sure. <laughs> In past years, um, individually, we would sort of li- make a list of our favorite things from the past year. Check it twice. Um, and they could be things that you experienced for the first time in 2018, didn't necessarily, or in that year. It didn't necessarily have to be something that came out that year or happened that year. Right. Um, and we would bring those lists with us here to the archive and share them. And if someone had something tangentially connected to your categories they would chime in or off the cuff say what their favorite thing was we're doing a little different this year um we instead prepared two items two things that were the best things for us in the year of 2018 one of them being the best and the other being the second best last year last year (laughs) seems like it (laughs) (laughs) last week we did our second best and this week it's the main event, the Nick main event. Did you guys pick me too? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing from 2019 is the argument we just had. Um, that will be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> All of our arguments should be Patreon exclusives. <laughs> I think so. Um, so. Go ahead, Nick. Were we really arguing since 2018? Is that <laughs> is that what you said? Your favorite thing from 2018 was the no, I said 2019. From oh, 2019. This year. It's a preview of next year's yeah, best. best. Let's uh, get into what our bests are. Does anyone want to go first? Do you remember the order we did last week? I think 
Drew I think I started. went first. It went Drew, me, Nick, and you. Yeah. Do you want to go in oh. reverse? Yeah, let's do reverse order. I like that. Starting with... Reverse it. Adam, what is, what was, what, what is will be your best of 2018? Uh, I'm going to go with musicals. Uh, it you was, stole mine. It was... <laughs> You can say you can say the same thing. It's fine. Um, it was a hell of a year for musicals in general, and definitely in my life as well. Uh, seeing Hamilton, you sang the entire year. I, I sang a lot. So. All of your dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seeing Hamilton uh, at the Fox was just unreal. Um, starring, uh, well, co-starring in one of my favorite musicals. Um, personally, was was. Awesome. Oh, you you um, co-starring in yeah, being being at Avenue Q. That was a separate yeah from the Hamilton. I think that was the best musical I've ever seen. How many musicals have you seen? A few. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that no, like that, that was a straight compliment. I was straight up to be like one. <laughs> Avenue Q. <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank you. We worked we worked hard at it. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I discovered a few new musicals I'd never heard of before that are awesome. Um, one's called Hades Town. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's basically like a, it tells the story of, uh, uh, Odysseus and Persephone. Orpheus. Orpheus. Thank you. Orpheus and and Persephone. Um, uh, in like 1920s oh, wait. time. I saw Godspell one time and it was fantastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. No, dude. I... So third best now. <laughs> Adam's yeah. performance. What was the second? Oh, is he second best? No, I said, okay, go on. <laughs> he said I was the best. Not me personally, but that show was the best. Yeah. And now second. To... <laughs> yeah, but I was kidding. That's fine, though. I mean, second best. About his being the best? I would never say Godspell was the best. I just want to make that clear. Go on, please. Day by day. <laughs> Godspell song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any musical theater nerds out there? Like, oh, I get it. I got it. I'm not You're a, a musical theater, theater nerd, <laughs> brother. Don't you ever talk at the same time as me again? <laughs> Have you always wanted to appear in musicals? Uh, I decided when I was seven I wanted to be an actor. Okay, but um, not exclusively musicals. No, that was uh, I did my first musical as a sophomore in high school and was... And you were like, I uh, definitely don't want to be in musicals. <laughs> no, I was. it was transcendent. And I was like, holy crap, that was amazing. What was it? Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, oh, wait. That's the best one I've ever seen. Nope. We're doing pretty good there. Down on skid! Nice. That's my favorite part of that movie. In the In the movie... There's this, there's the song Skid Row, and it's a great song. But the best part is they're showing all these, you know, people down on their luck. And this one guy gets really mad. He's leaning against like a wrought iron fence. And he goes, Damn, on Skid! And he kicks the fence as he walks away. I love it. <laughs> Put a link to that in the show notes? Yes. Nice. Uh, you know that the musical, that the movie uh, is not. Accurate to the musical as far as the ending. Yes, I did know that. Oh yeah, it's kind of a happy ending in the movie. Movie, movie yeah, yeah. But everybody dies in the. But did you oh, know yeah. that yeah. they shot 
an unhappy ending. Well, they shot the actual ending. That's right, yeah. Yes, the way it's supposed to end. Everybody dying. Yeah. That's what makes the musical amazing, is that everyone dies. And then the test audiences were like, it's so simple, I don't like that. So Frank House was like, all right, I guess I'll reshoot the ending then. They only showed it to one little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did actually see that when I was young. and The The movie? Yeah, Yeah. the, the musical. Um, oh, what musical? Little, Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. And uh, when they when the, the ending happened, like I think the curtains opened up and the plant was like marching towards the, the audience, yeah. and there were plants. Oh my gosh, all, that's awesome! It, that's it was scary. Terrifying. And uh, you know, something that I had never seen before was like these streamers came down from the the ceiling above us. So like they were like green roll out ribbony things that yeah Oof. came down and like fell down to the audience and it was great. Most wow. most productions at the and then the last number have Audrey Two start to invade the audience. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's one of my dream roles that I've not been able to check off is being Audrey Two in a show. But uh you said in high school that you guys did do little shop. We did. Who were you? I was a Skid Row bum. Yes, did you go, Dan on Skid? No. Uh, Damn. They gave that part to a senior. <laughs> uh, and I was also a dental patient. Ah, he'll be a dentist. Yep. Nice. I had my teeth ripped out. All Were my, you the all one who was weirdly into it? The no, that, that's, that's made up for, Is that the, for the movie. The movie. Mm. Well, and if we're getting super accurate, that's actually based off of the, the black and white movie, mm-hmm. movie right. that was non-musical. Um, and the the sadomasochist in that movie was Jack Nicholson. It was his first role. Yeah. Whoa. Right. I did not know any of that. And he said, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the tooth. <laughs> no. That's pretty good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, did you see... Uh, return of Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins Returns? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. No. I really want to. I heard movie that has music. I almost, <laughs> I, in, consider, in my running for bests, uh-huh. I had Hamilton um, because I can't remember if I came to that. It might have been 2017 when that kind of uh, showed up. I'm trying to remember when we, when we recorded that episode. I think that was March of last year. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which I know you, I think you said you'd heard of it, but hadn't really listened to the whole thing. Yeah. And, yep. and listened to it for that episode. And then from then on was like, I was listening to it all the time. Yep. Got really into it. Um, and still like, I would love to see it. We didn't, you know, I didn't see it when it came in, came to town. And uh, I watched a documentary about it on mm. PBS. Oh, that was a good documentary. I saw yeah, that. and it shows you some stuff from the stage show because there's like nothing online. And apparently they have filmed an entire production. Mm-hmm. And uh, the theory is it will be released once like it, it's once it done. Ends its initial run. Yeah. yeah. But right now, Lin-Manuel Miranda is back in the role of Hamilton in Puerto Rico. It's true. Hmm. They're doing uh, shows where a portion of the proceeds are going towards... All of his normal money he would make during the show, he's he's putting every dime that he would normally make to the uh, Puerto Rican people. And some of of the tickets are super cheap so that... P- 
people yeah, like 10 live bucks there can go like and, yeah. and see it. He's like, I'm not making any money anyway. So Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Any other questions or comments about... What's your favorite... Did you already answer this? What's your favorite musical? Ever or in 2018? Ever. Man. Uh, I mean, Little Shop is, is, is up there just because it had such a... Special defining scene. moment in my life. Yeah. Um, I actually listened to the entire soundtrack yesterday, uh, just for fun. Yeah. Uh, gosh, favorite musical? There's so many. It, it is it is almost impossible to, to name one. Because um, I was like, oh, Pippin's really good. Oh, Les Mis is really good. Oh, Fam's really good. And it's just then my brain just starts listing, 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 and it's just, I can't pick one. What's one that you have not seen performed Ooh. live? And, yeah, either way. But you're you are really excited to see. Either way, what do you mean? Live, Either or, live or recorded on, or recording. Oh, um, <clears throat> Les Mis actually. Really, I've never seen Les Mis live. Yeah. Huh. Have you seen it recorded? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it recorded. They did this really cool sort of concert version uh, with a four orchestra backing, but it wasn't staged. It was just people coming out and doing the songs, and then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and that's freaking awesome. Have you ever gone to any of those, like, special events that they have in theaters where they broadcast the yeah. performance? Yeah. 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 I actually saw Monty Python live. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. It was, that was pretty sweet. Um, I saw one of the <laughs> worst musicals in my entire life last year live. Avenue Fox. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, Love Never Dies, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Uh, well, there's a sequel? Do you know about this? No. Oh, my gosh. This is a train wreck. So, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who wrote the first one, um, had this idea, you know, back of his mind about, like, the the next chapter of that whole story. <clears throat> and he, he he wrote it. Mm. And it is, it is real bad. It doesn't uh, have the same characters? Or is it does it like have the same a, characters. The it's set 10 years later uh, in New York on Coney Island. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Diane, uh, Christine Daya, rather, and Raul have gotten married and they're living. Uh, they've, she's world famous now, world famous singer. These are characters from the first one. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I, sh- I assumed that. <laughs> I've never seen it. Never seen Phantom? No. It's so good. I'm going to, I'm going to part ways with Adam here and say that it Bye. is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one with the talking. Teacups and stuff, right? It's close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beating the beast. Um. I can see what's happening. What? <laughs> That's Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're doing. Uh, why, do you, why don't you like Phantom? Oh, I hate it. I, I hate the music. I hate the the way that the story is. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, you, a lot of what I hate about it is what a lot of people hate about musicals in general, mm-hmm. I think. But, uh, it probably stems from the idea that he is he's depicted the, the, phantom. the phantom is depicted sympathetically uh i think that productions that's a that is a poor choice um i think if they do it correctly that should never hmm. That emotion should never come up. Mm-hmm. But he's a straight up villain. He kills people. Yeah. He's a monster. Like legit. He's mentally depraved. And I think part of it is you tend to, you know, people will start to like him, 
But if productions make him too likable, no way. I mean, he's... Well, and maybe I've just never seen and, a good production. It's totally and possible. A good production will be one that doesn't have those songs in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, Romeo and Juliet. I was an adult before I realized that they're supposed to be dumb kids. Right. In it, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's every production you see of it, it's romanticized yeah. the, the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Love Never Dies, the sequel, uh, he doubles down on... The Phantom is just misunderstood, mm. and it's it's gross. I mean, it's legit. Like, no, like he literally on stage kills at least three people in the first show. Like, he's how, a murderer. How much later did he write it? Do you think that was a oh, reaction? Like thirty years later. Like, yeah, twenty. Yeah, he wrote years. Phantom in like the early eighties, and Love Never Dies came out like four years ago. Do you think he was writing to the characters that people had been portraying? You know. Oh, good question. Um. I Thank you. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I Drew, just, what did you think of my question? Great question. <laughs> Thank you. you didn't say anything. I didn't want to like make you. You didn't want to give you a big head about it. <laughs> Sorry, I'll give you the <laughs> Rio Stages version of Phantom, and then we can get off musicals. It's who else can go next? Um, so there's the Phantom. There's this um, set. This it's set in in France. France. The first show is uh, mu- uh, musical, and. Phantom's been trying to write this opera for years. He's he's lives in the, the bowels. Titular of, opera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he hasn't. His his muse. He's never been able to find. You know, he My hears muse. he hears uh, Christine Daae sing, and uh, is the live rendition. Though? My muse. <laughs> is it she? Kidnaps her. Beautiful tonight. Uh, <laughs> his opera, forces the company. Kidnaps her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, now I can write. Forces the here, opera here company to sing his music under penalty of I'll people kill like, her. Oh, shit. This ch- the chandelier issue. No, he killed like 30 people in, in the yeah. first show. He mass murder. Yeah. Um, uh, at the very, you know, misunderstood. there's this kid named Ra- Raul who is right. also in love with, <laughs> I love it, with Christine. Um, My muse. And they, <laughs> they go, kind of go back and forth. In the very end, ultimately, Christine chooses Raul, and they run off together, and the Phantom's oh, like, right. oh, I'm so sad. I'm sad. Uh, and My muse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much how it ends. And anyway, so 10 years later, it picks up. Uh, Raul's now drunk. He treats Christine like she's I trash. Um, they have a they have a kid together. I hate uh, you. The kid's like something's off about this kid. You can't quite tell. Do you guys care about two spoilers? No, for the, no it's fine. The, the, does, love the, never dies. does the kid have a little mask on? <laughs> <laughs> something about this kid. Um, so in the in the first musical, when the Phantom kidnaps Christine, she's they're there for a single night, and then she gets. She's freed. Oh, um, oh, you see what I'm leading up to this. Um, yeah, basically it comes to light that this kid is actually the Phantoms. I called it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not only is, uh, you know, he's a mass murderer, <laughs> but <laughs> apparently within a 12-hour period, like instant Stockholm Syndrome, and they had sex and he impregnated her. Oh, okay. And this is the per- first one. Yeah. Well, again, now, well, now, now it's basically... I thought you were saying like within 12 hours, con. the baby oh. is now killing people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... Oh, then it's this, this whole like... Phantom's like, well, it's my kid, so... Yeah. My kid! Uh, he tries to bring him to the, the dark side of, you know, <laughs> of life. And, is he still living in the 
self. No, he he travels. So he travels to New York to try to find uh, Christine because he can't. He doesn't live. Yeah, to go find his muse, essentially. He's like, I can't live without you. And she's like, um, no. But then the whole show's like, well, maybe I do love him. And it's like, what? Like, what? Wow. And then, uh, super major spoiler for Love Never Dies, uh, Christine gets shot in the stomach at the end of the the show and dies. By? Um, A jealous... The Warriors? The baby. um, Actually, one of her best friends from the first first musical. um, She actually randomly runs into her in New York. And then the friend becomes jealous of Christine's success, and there's a tussle over a gun, and Christine gets shot and dies. And then Raul's like, I guess you can have her dead body to the fan. Like, the last shot of this other show is the fan like, cradling her and crying, and it's like, what the fuck wow. did I just watch? Wow. And what are they, what's the general reaction to this? Um, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> general reaction is extremely negative yeah. like you're tainting the whole like right. phantom you know thing that you created um unless you're 25 or under and then apparently if people aren't super familiar with the first one like it's such a beautiful story i was like uh, it was uh, jarring to me people i know who are under a certain age yeah. seeing it be like oh that was so beautiful and everyone else essentially 25 or older is like that was freakishly like Kind of sickening, ghoulish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now I kind of want to see it. Musicals. <laughs> yeah. There you go. My best of twenty eighteen. Cool. Um, so I, I want to get a little serious here. You'll, yeah. Um, my Music, musicals get to get away from your silly little musicals. Ooh. No, my, um, my yeah, second yeah. best was, um, um, murder cr- crossover events. And so it was like this big fun spectacles, like infinity war and smash brothers. Um, but my best is uh, a person that I appreciate for, just kind of quietly doing his thing, and that would be um, George W. Bush, appointed FBI director, Robert Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you came around that from, from the far, far side. I was like, where are you going with this? You know what's funny? I almost said politics was my best of 2018. Whoa. See, because that's weird. B- well, because it <laughs> actually. Oh wait, hold on. That's entirely expected. It I'm does. sorry. Yeah, finally, someone's on brand. Speaking my voice. <laughs> what? Oh, you, you assholes! <laughs> like the Phantom, you finally came out of the shadows. Right. And... <laughs> no, because actually, with all the insanity happening, it it kind of brought my actually caring to a, a zenith level sure. of. Which yeah, hadn't happened before, but please go on, Robert Mueller. Um, yeah, so we we live in some crazy shit times, and he is the the beacon of hope mm-hmm. that was just like I said, quietly on the <laughs> sidelines, not on the sidelines, but just in doing shadows, his work and museums, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. We can only pray that that work will pay off, but um, but he's just an interesting figure in that he has completely avoided the spotlight. He's just like the straight man. When we have 
uh, a president, the orange buffoon, <laughs> <laughs> um, who is all about the spotlight. Um, you know, actually, there's a Twitter um, account for Robert Mueller that was started the day that he was appointed as special counsel that uh, has never had a tweet from it which is a brilliant, simple joke that yeah, I'm sure, sure he didn't actually create it himself. Right. But, yeah. but maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he's got a sense of humor. It's one and, joke. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, hit, hit, well, hit. well, that's going to be like, eventually be like, got him. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the only tweet ever from what's, that account. What's going to be great is like, he'll just close it down without ever saying anything <laughs> yeah. like right after yes, the right. Yeah. Yeah, verdict great. comes down. Um, uh, one thing that I like about him is that he, um, well, he's good at his job. He is a Re- Republican, which is kind of important in the sense that, um, you know, they Trump can attack him for being on the left, sure. although he does anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, like, <laughs> trying to uh, assign some sort of rule of order to how... Yeah. no. But, things but are I think perceived. It's, it's important for the public's um, it's, it, faith in yeah. Mueller's uh, investigation in that if you are a conservative of, you know, de- where whatever part of the spectrum you fall, um, ultra conservative to, you know, moderate or whatever, mm-hmm. there's no strength in the argument of, Oh, Mueller's gonna definitely yeah be on the liberal side. Playing for you know the what I mean? Like, um, so yeah. yeah, there's no logic to to Trump's right. Well, how he'll attack people, but potentially, yeah. If he was a Democrat, it would be a, a shit show. I mean, it would be yeah even more mm-hmm. so than it is now. Yeah. Just yeah. constant barrage right. of well, of course, well, of course, well, of right, course, right, well, of right, course. Right, right, right. But yeah, then they have to turn the argument into that it's just the FBI is corrupt or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, and who knows what that even means, but, um, uh, I also, I read this article about his, uh, fashion and it was basically like saying that this is a person that, uh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard him speak, honestly. Like I, I know he's done I have some once. sort of public appearances yeah, he's, once he, cause he's indicted people and that he's, he's yeah. spoken so he's on the record speaking. Yeah. Um, like the, when those yeah. indictments have come out, I muse. That's my muse. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's you. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> but he uh, he dresses very plainly. Um, he wears Brooks Brothers suits that are like very subtly striped. He wears a white shirt every day, and and he spoke to this. Um, somebody wrote a biography about him, and uh, he said that he asked him one time, like, "Why do you what's up? Why do you always wear white shirts?" And he said, um, he, he said the most like philosophic thing that he had ever heard him say, and it was just kind of simple. But that uh, when he was appointed, it was in uh, for FBI director. Uh, I think it was 2003, and it was at the height of um, post 9/11 kind of. Um, and he wanted to make new agents in the FBI feel like they were still the same agency that they'd always been. So he was just kind of like recalling the old kind of thing and basically wearing a uniform or costume even mm. of an FBI person. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he wears like uh, uh, button-down collars. He starches his shirts. 
He's just very simple, old school. And he wears a $50 Casio with the watch face turned to on the face. inside yeah. of his arm. That's the coolest thing that I have ever heard yeah, and about it's, Bob Mueller. It, <laughs> <laughs> I call you it, Bob. Oh, Bobby Mueller. <laughs> it's a perfect, simple, you know, functionality. Yes, core thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's the only good thing going on in this crazy, mixed-up world. It's... um. What's interesting and what's, you know, what is hard about the Mueller investigation and Mueller himself is we live in this time of like constant, endless barrage of news and breaking news and headlines and stuff. And, and you're always, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm always waiting for the next thing to come out. And always mm-hmm. hoping specific from his investigation from, or, from the overall political yeah. insanity sphere. Yeah, um, but the hope is you know every time I'm just you know hoping it's Mueller's the and at the same time I yeah. have no hope. There, there's mm-hmm. uh, well, so everybody is always like you know when is this going to come to a head? Right, um, and that's. You know, the good thing is, is that he has a team of, I don't know, 20 of the best lawyers who have focused their careers on taking down, um, you know, mafia people and things like that and corrupt organizations. Right. Um, so, you know, the last thing we want is for him to play his hand to it. Oh, early. I know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Absolutely. And, and like, what is so, uh, uh, like, uh, remarkable is the lack of, yeah, with anything urgency, yeah, yeah. or yeah. or it, it seems you know you feel like nothing's happening because you're so used to getting so much information. Mm-hmm. Well, and all the stuff that's coming out is you know the half dozen things that done has been these these I've been huge but super concrete like these are the seven people that did this. Yeah. Boom, right? Yeah. Check box <clears throat> onto the next thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> I I appreciate that it's take the the he is taking his time and he's clearly making sure whatever it, the outcome of of this is that no one can question the mm-hmm. you know rigor with which yeah. he has yeah. thoroughness yeah uh but at the same time i have i said it already but i just have no hope i have i i feel like nothing will come of it um yeah it won't matter and it doesn't matter already that we've already gone too, too far. far. See, I read, oh. no, but Adam, mm-hmm. stupid Adam over here, is incited. <laughs> so. He's into politics now. <laughs> and, you know, there's an ebb and flow, and, like, Obama wouldn't have happened without Bush, and Trump wouldn't have happened without Obama. And so, you know... F- this is a pivoting point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually read this really interesting article that, that essentially, to your point, Drew said, he's going to, like... Nothing's going to happen. Like he's going to quote unquote get away with it. Well, like yeah. a lot of other people are getting cleaned up, which is good, and that's probably the bigger thing that yeah. like we're getting forty, fifty other people who were involved with this taken care of. Drain but, the swamp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ironically, but ultimately, nothing's going to happen to him. I think best case scenario that we can expect <laughs> aliens is wipe it he... out, start over. <laughs> Heaven's real. <laughs> I think the best case in the situation <laughs> is that he will resign. 
to me that I, I, I don't think he'll be quote unquote ousted. I, I think they will be too. I don't think he'll ever resign. His no. ego is well, too. But, but here's the thing. So like there is some theories that the investigation is closing in and that he knows it. Mm-hmm. Trump knows it. And that this wall thing currently, the, government the, shut the down. shutdown is his last yeah. gasp of like, mm-hmm. I will not go down without winning this. Cause if I win this, I win. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, uh, he is a narcissist, and, and the theory is the one way you can get him, the way you can make him, uh, and, and credit to Ashley for giving me this. She read about this. <laughs> the one way you can get him to do what you want him to do is to threaten his children. So if, they, if Mueller is like, your kids are going to jail. Hmm. I just don't, I don't think he cares. Well, narcissists, <laughs> no, narcissists, yeah. children are extension of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So Except for, you, I think literally him, have I don't think he cares. Well, yeah. this is the only, this <laughs> is the they're, thing. They're the extension they're, of a normal human it, being. It's not that no, he cares about no, no, the normal narcissist. Like, it's not I, that he cares I, about them as no, humans. You no, know, he cares about how that reflects on him. Totally. Oh, right. Except for, I don't think he cares. Like, I think normal, quote, you know, your average day-to-day narcissist, that totally makes sense. I don't think he would care. He'd be like, well, should have done better, and then move on. I feel like else. he's exhibited behavior that he does care about mm. how his children are perceived. They're how his legacy. Perceived, him. maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, maybe. They're in offices. Yeah, they're, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, so, but I, I, as much as I want this big moment of, handcuffs and you know mm-hmm. and all this stuff i don't think they're going to risk undermining the presidency like that's the other thing like his he too is tied late. to the presidency now i know it's too late <laughs> i know in general but to for that kind of thing to happen is is a blow to you know united states yeah. government i yeah, i know i'm I know. I'm with adam too late <laughs> i'm i'm hoping that it the the strategy is to make it happen so that the end of his term mm-hmm. is just him in court and there's no chance for Pence to take over mm-hmm. and do make anything effective happen yeah. and it drags the GOP through the mud as all of this dirt comes yeah. out yeah. in public view in the lead up to the election. That's sure. the, yeah, that's the hope. That is the training of the swamp, so to speak, that yeah. it, it will expose, further expose, uh, the, the delegitimacy of the entire GOP platform. Yeah. And, uh, and the entire, using, you know, absolutes, I always try yeah. to stay away from. Well, okay. Yeah, but, no, that's fair. Yeah. I know. I think, you know, again, if the situations were different and we had a different president, I think a lot of these people would not be acting this way. I would, in my hard hearts, I do. I think they would be, they'd be much more apt to stand up to stuff that is just insane that for whatever reason, they're just bending over and be like, oh no, it's fine, I guess. And I, I don't get it. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I mean, I feel like they're behaving as they behave. Like, I don't know that the, uh, I mean, they're being tested in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like I know. They're, they're, I, mean, they're, I guess to me, they're being tested. They're feeling miserably. <laughs> but 
I, 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 I can't accurately describe what I'm trying to put yeah. out. It's just, I don't think, I think they drink the Kool-Aid, and so they're going down with the ship, and they come. They feel there's no way yeah, out. Yeah, they or? can't. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. If, you know, it's the whole, like, we'll split the party then, and then we're all screwed. And it's like, it's just such a back-ass way of trying to think through things. And um, To bring it back to Mueller specifically, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I very much look forward to the movie made about him yeah. after all of this is done so I can find out what he's been doing this whole time. Yeah. Well, they need to get Robert De Niro and Luke Wilson to make a baby. <laughs> 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 yeah, who plays him? Or uh, what's his face uh, from uh, Star Trek First Contact? He played James Com- Cromwell. Yeah. I mean, he's probably too old now, but... Yeah. Yeah. But that's I feel like Cromwell pick. looks like Muller. Hey, you can just yeah. DH people these days. It doesn't oh, yeah, matter at all. Right. Um, but he is, he's fascinating, mm-hmm. especially amidst the torrent of st- everything that's happening around him, how measured he seems mm-hmm. and how he still to this day, he is not, you know, become part of the show. He's the perfect antidote. He yeah. is. He's They're, like the only yes. thing that has managed to, to remain, you know, to, to retain integrity. Yeah. Yeah. There hasn't been a single leak out of the investigation, you know? Yeah. Like with every political office and party mm-hmm. and business and every leaks are all over the place. Yeah. Everyone loves talking about each other. Mm-hmm. Nothing out of them. Yeah. One one other quick thing. Um I think in November it was when uh Manafort was um like he accepted a plea mm-hmm. and then um, he was working with the FBI, and um, they they were they had submitted some questions to Trump that he was supposed to answer. Um, they gave him a ten day extension that um, allowed him to meet with Manafort and get their story straight, and then he allowed sub- Trump to meet oh, with Manafort. Yes, and then after Trump released his answers to those questions. Then they came out and said that the plea deal had been rejected because they had proof that he had been lying to them the mm-hmm. entire time and uh, basically threw him out. And now that puts the question on whether or not Trump worked with him and tried to get their their story straight. Yeah. Lying together. Um, and, you know, it, it's assumed that it was a trap, but we'll yeah. find out. Yeah. <clears throat> And that's my favorite thing (laughs) from 2018. Yeah. Well, speaking of the worst administration in uh, recent history, at least. Recent? <laughs> well. Ever? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't like to uh, indulge in hyperbole, if possible. You know this He, he could me. turn this all around. He just said that about all of the GOP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say that... Um, there was there's one development associated with the administration that ties directly into my best for 2018, 
And it is uh, President Donald Trump's appointee to the Small Business uh, Council well, yeah, super of the United uh, States. Yeah, I, I, it's just like an advisory p- position, I guess. But it currently belongs to Linda McMahon, who, <laughs> as you may guess, is the <laughs> wife of Ed. WWE <laughs> CEO <laughs> Vince McMahon. Oh, I thought it was Ed. Who has presided oh, over... Nice. My favorite thing, my best of 2018, which is the WWE Women's Division. Wow. Whew. That was a journey. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I thought you came out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I could have done the block. So the, the, the Women's Division of the WWE has had uh, many incarnations for decades. It's been around for a long time. Uh, but it's always been kind of a, um, a sideshow, both literally and figuratively. Um, and it, uh, only recently, uh, started to become kind of a, a major part of the main programming. And even then, um, it was still very much steeped in like the, uh, kind of body carnival traditions of, uh, old wrestling. And I think the, there was a conscious, a concerted effort made. I don't know, really know when this started, but, uh, it's, it's, as recent as of like the last couple of years uh, to, to make the women's division as integral a part of the programming as the men's division is. Uh, but I think they, they uh, underestimated their capabilities in that regard to the point that the women's division has actually exceeded the men's division. Uh, and I can only, I mean, I'm not like watching <clears throat> as regularly as I have in the past. I think we talked about this in that WrestleMania episode that this, it kind of, you know, comes and goes my interest mm-hmm. in, in the WWE. Uh, but it's definitely been hotter for me this year than, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, than all right. like 15 years. Um, uh, but it, uh, the the only moment I can point to there there are many great moments throughout the year uh, specific to the women's division, but the only time in watching any WWE programming this year that I actually felt captivated, where there wasn't like some distancing you know between me and the product, um, was in the women's division, and uh, I have to to give it up to Becky Lynch for that moment who is a longtime female wrestler for the WWE, but has sort of uh, finally found her calling, uh, her niche in the, the programming. And it, the, the way that like really good professional wrestling works, it's like this strange blend of planning and circumstance and uh, reaction, like fan reaction and general zeitgeist. Like, any one of those factors can be out of whack and it can totally throw the whole uh, program off or undercut it, you know, where it doesn't perform as well as it should. Uh, But all of those factors sort of coalesced in Becky Lynch this year in um, uh, such a a, a perfect way. And it, it came right down to like an accident, really adding the crescendo because she was positioned as this, uh, she's always been kind of a nice girl, um, a fighter, but, but, um, always a good guy, uh, a face. And, uh, she, she turned you, faces face is, is lingo, right? Faces. Yeah. That's your good guy character. Faces. Your protagonist, faces. your, um, you get or on? baby face, uh, the full term. Your muse. Does anyone think that 
John should have a podcast about wrestling and <laughs> leave us. And like within a year, he'll be on NPR. Yes. <laughs> Well, it, um, my interest is going to fade in the next oh, two weeks. So, yeah. so she, Becky Lynch is a face. Traditionally like, a face. Yeah, I think for the entirety of her career, I could be wrong about that. But as long as I've known about her, she's been a, a, a face. She's had a face. And for the first <laughs> time, uh, she turned heel, which is when you uh, switch to the uh, bad guys. self-serving yeah, <laughs> the bad guys. Uh, side of the, the factions. And she... Uh, it's the opposite of a face. Yeah. Uh, it 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 failed. <laughs> oh, it failed! It failed because she was too likable. Yeah, right. Like they tried to to make it seem like she had double crossed the her closest uh, f- uh, friends, and it fell flat. Um, but she found a way to make it her own by just kind of being herself and playing into the idea that she was the underdog and this was her way of fighting back. Uh, and I don't think that was the plan. I think it was originally intended that she would be just a straight up bad guy yeah. character. Uh, but the evolution was way more interesting. It, over what span of time is this occurring? This is really only like three months, maybe. Okay, oh, wow. so this, this is not like in one night. This yeah. is this is. Oh, I thought the other. I thought the other stream. I thought it'd be over like a year or something like that. I mean, I guess you could say it has been building. The storylines are always kind of cycling. They're they're on every week, so it's a constant churn of um, good guys, bad guys, allegiance. The old churn uh, and burn. I get it. So she, uh, it did, the initial thing didn't work, but she put her spin on it, and she uh, presided over this, uh, it was an invasion storyline. It was really only one night, but um, anyway, she ended up getting punched in the face, like really, really punched good. in the face. Um, this woman was supposed to, you know, fake puncher they were there was a big brawl going on in the ring and she got becky got clocked right in the face and she starts bleeding immediately but she doesn't go off camera she doesn't um try to um change the script or cover somehow she just owns it she's like all right i'm bleeding right now and it made her into she probably did but it came out i'm bleeding right now because she's (gasps) Irish. She's Irish? Yeah. Oh. And what accent were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a weird British Cockney, but not really. Uh, anyway, so the all of her her um, uh, partners in, in the invasion, they sort of run off into the crowd, and she she is the last one to leave because she's the, the leader of this group, and she turns around, and she's standing in the crowd. There's this amazing shot of her blood coming down her face, and she's just like, got this incredible posture like you know yeah i'm i'm having a moment here and that was totally accidental sure uh, but yeah we can put we can put the whole thing in there there have actually been uh breakdowns of how exactly she got punched and wow who punched for, like, her uh naya jacks who's i guess um you literally could have said anything at that yeah. moment <laughs> <laughs> oh i thought it was slim oh, chance maybe was it hulk hogan right <laughs> then i don't know Andre the Giant, possibly? This chick, Nia Jax, uh, I guess, has a reputation for working it's like stiff. like Jax, like from Mortal Kombat? Yeah. She metal arms? Yeah. Nice. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> she, um, yeah, there she is. Uh, this is Becky Lynch. Face. Yeah. She's, She's bloody. pretty roughed up, but ready to go. Oh, I'm bleeding. Now, the great thing about it is, like, so that, that in and of itself is such a great uh, storyline and punctuation. And I'm bleeding. <laughs> you can tell by my red hair. You I'm can... not from here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from this country, but I'm bleeding. You got punched in the face, and I'm bleeding. Hashtag 
uh, face breaker was the, the attached to uh, Nia Jax. I can see it. Like this definitely looks like a moment. It's a moment. It was a total moment. And then, but it actually, uh, and, and at any given uh, storyline, like that would be the peak because they would say like, okay, this, this, this is clearly a thing where we're going to ride this wave. We're going to double down on it. Uh, but because of circumstance, she couldn't capitalize on it. She was supposed to oh. face like the big, um, the the sort of golden child of the women's division, uh, Eddie Ronda, Murphy, <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Oh, oh, uh, wait, hey, we know her. No, hey, we know her. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's been in in the WWE for about a year now. No kidding. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I love me, her. She she's got, great. She got into acting for a while. Right? Yeah. Um, speaking of Mortal Kombat, I just heard that she was going to play Sonya in the next Mortal Kombat video game. Who is? Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. And or is she just doing the, the mo Yeah, just doing, the yeah. Motion. doing an animated film, I think, too. Hmm. Maybe she's going to be in that, too. Get over here! <laughs> Come here! My muse! Oh, <laughs> Oh, Chinese Winter Warrior! Oh, I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> My face. Not anyway, this is this is still going. Like, I I fully expect expected them to uh, botch this whole thing. Uh, like when you try to say expected, <laughs> so hard not no, to look, comment on that one. Thirty seconds earlier, I said some sort of words <laughs> that weren't actually English, and you guys are very cool about it because I can really talk. Uh, we were gonna let it go, but then <laughs> right. he said botch. Yeah, and I had to go back. <laughs> expect is such a funny yeah. sounding word too. It's great. Uh, anyway, she couldn't compete against Ronda Rousey Great because her face was uh, broken. She had a concussion, so she was oh, unable no. to compete. So now this concussion. idea that Ronda Rousey is the chosen one and Becky Lynch is the scrappy oh, uh, no. underdog, yeah. it's just been fed. Yeah. It's, it's hotter than ever, and they're probably going to end up fighting at WrestleMania. Okay, so my prediction for that match. In the main event, I should say. that That's the capper on this. So oh. the 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 year of the women's division really will culminate in WrestleMania if, as expected, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch are the main event. For Maybe the first time up. we'll have a female main event. And here's my prediction for that main event. This mm-hmm. is what will happen. Okay. There's going to be Mueller. a fight. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a party. And it's going to be this group of like 10 to 11-year-old girls who are huge fans of Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. All right. Are they Irish? Some of them are Irish. <laughs> They're not from here. <laughs> I have my own customs. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I don't want to know. I like, oh, okay. I like okay. No, no, no. I, it's uh, the best quote. It's from Futurama when Bender is a wrestler and his right. villain yeah. is the foreigner. <laughs> and, and he just comes up and he's the heel and he yells at the audience. I'm not from here. And they're like, boo. And he goes, I have my own customs. Boo. Oh, wow. So good. So there will be this party. party, Okay. And all the the little girls, girls. girls. they'll be like putting fake blood on their faces. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then the match will happen and uh, Becky Lynch will lose. Hmm. And she'll run out to the stage with her belt 
and she'll no, give it to no, and she'll give it to it. Ronda Rousey, and all those kids, those little girls, will cry and like You're, clean the <laughs> blood off of their you faces. Know what? <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. I'll be one of those little girls crying. Yeah, seriously, wiping it's just, the blood off it's my just, face. It's still, it's still an open wound. It just, <laughs> it will never heal. Listen back to the WrestleMania episode and the following episode to to find out what we're referencing. Right. My comment on God is just vicious. Sid Vicious. Oh. Is he a wrestler? He was. Yeah. He broke his leg spectacularly. <laughs> a, we'll put that in the show notes. It's one of the most <laughs> gruesome Ooh. moments ever seen in a ring. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my best of 2018. Well, like John, my best is connected to wrestling. Hmm. Um, Bone size ready. (laughs) As you guys may or may not know, um, you know, wrestling, they travel from city to city, the show, the big show. Mm-hmm. And I think... Should I have gone, like, way more around it. the block with my intro? <laughs> One of the prime <laughs> locations and some of the biggest moments have happened in the city of Orlando. Hmm. And that's where my best moment of 2018 took place. It was in the city of Orlando. And <laughs> my best is not necessarily a cultural phenomenon or a political figure. Man, you really want to get the Disney bucks, don't you? <laughs> One little spark! Glory! <laughs> or a genre of stage. <laughs> but rather, it is an experience I had while, yes, on Disney property, Nick. Ooh, um, two in a row. So, when we first started talking about doing this best episode, someone threw out, your best can't be you know, your kid. Yeah. I think, but I will say real quick, my actual best is when Lily hugged me for the first time intentionally last year. Um, and I've never felt that much joy in my life at, at Disney world. No, (laughs) at our house. Okay. That's my real best. Now I I think I would just just to be clear. I I was the one to say that because I didn't want one of us picking that and the rest of us looking like assholes. <laughs> but that is my real best. Uh, okay. Right. So why don't you talk about that then? Well, that's the, that's the, that's essentially all there is to it. You get a, as new kids, you know, they don't give you affection on purpose most of the time. Spoiler to do old kids. <laughs> and I was, we were sitting in Lily's room and we were just doing what we usually do. Like she plays and we read books to her and stuff like that. And in some random moment, she came up to me and hugged me, and, and it was a real hug. It wasn't like I fell. And, did you cry? And I wasn't. I didn't try to hug her. Like not answering. <laughs> no, she, wait, did I cry? Yeah. Oh no, but I like. Did she cry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never hugging again. <laughs> but Ashley was there, and, and she saw like she said my face. Like I just, 
I it looked like I couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah, and it was because like suddenly, an expression of love, uh, an intentional, intentional one. Yeah, um, and that was absolutely one of the best moments in my life, let alone of 2018. But put that schmaltzy stuff aside. <laughs> I, I know it's your it's your choice, but I. Well, that's totally a, if, disagree if with your that's choice. That's it. Of. The show's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's over. No, we can talk about that. Put it in the hour cut. <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually did a lot of thinking about this other thing, so I do want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so um, I travel a lot for work, and last year I did end up going to Orlando twice, um, and the first time I had time to visit a uh, theme park, and I ended up going to. Universal Studios and had a great time and everything, um, uh, and that was fun. And then the second time, I didn't have a ton of time, nor did I have a ton of money because it cost a lot of money to actually go to the parks. Um, and and so I decided I would go to sort of just the Disney property and travel around. Um, and let me preface things a bit, so. 2018 was a very difficult year, um, personally, uh, for my family and, uh, 2017 was very hard because we became a family and that's, you know, while I expected it to be hard, I didn't understand the true challenge that it would be, uh, challenged me as a person. And like, I had to really re address, I had to, I had to be very honest with who I am and understand who that person is in order to sort of accept it and then move forward as a, as a father. Um, and then 2018, lots of things happened, some tragedy, some adversity, stuff like, I won't necessarily go into that stuff, but, um, so coming into sort of towards the, uh, this was, I want to say like maybe late summer, I think this trip ended up being, um, and, I went to Orlando for work and decided, okay, I'm just going to go to Disney Springs. And Disney Springs, if you don't know, is I don't is essentially an outdoor mall. Um, it began as down or as Pleasure Island, I believe. Is that right? Well, the whole that's complex. part of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a long story. Yeah, history Disney. It's actually but... sort of fascinating how Disney Springs becomes what it is today, but. It was it it it's a place of commerce. It's a place for people to shop and buy things. It was at one point also a sort of supposed to be sort of a nightlife kind of spot uh, for for Disney goers, and because they didn't want people going out to Orlando proper, right? <laughs> Stay in mm-hmm. Disney. So here's a nightclub. Yeah, anything that anybody has ever tried successfully in Orlando, Disney has copied and killed. Yeah, or tried to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now as, as of today, it's called Disney Springs and it's just a bunch of shops and restaurants. Um, and does it cost to get, get into no, Disney Springs? Okay. So it's actually free. just open to the public. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And popular with locals more yeah. so than the theme parks are because you don't have to pay. To get and, right. and it's close to the hotels that are close to the park. Is that the idea? It's relatively close. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's in the, it's on their property. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's in the resort area. Do they have buses going? Yes, yes. yes. So I took a lift to 
Disney Springs. Uh, we call them elevators. Everybody like jumps for the microphone to do their Irish impression. Uh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> so it's a very rainy day, as it often is in Orlando, or often can be. And but I didn't let that sort of stop me. And I was walking through Disney Springs, and it's pretty empty because it's raining. And I thought, you know, this is nice, but I kind of, I want to be more. I want to be where the people are. Exactly. Mm. And okay. so I know because I'm fanatical that you can take the, a bus from Disney Springs to any other Disney property. Um, Disneyland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotcha, Disney. <laughs> Euro Disney? Uh, I'd like to lodge a complaint. <laughs> um, is Disney Paris still a thing, or is that Euro Disney? Oh, Disney it Paris. It is now Disneyland Disney. Paris. Yeah. It is still a thing. And uh, for I, Halloween, they put a big, ghastly Grim Reaper in front of their pirate ship, and it looks mm. amazing. Nice. Didn't a version of Euro Disney close at some point? That's why they, I mean, they changed it to it's Disneyland kind of my Paris. Okay. It was okay. originally called Euro Di- Euro Euro Disney. Yeah, but they it never closed the down. Yeah. They just yeah. Okay, it was a big financial flop. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I remember. Yeah. But um, so anyway, I I know that you can take the buses for free to any other part of the the resort. So I I decided I'm going to take get on a bus and go to the Polynesian Resort. Polynesian Resort is on the monorail line that runs. Uh, through Magic Kingdom and past a few other Drew resorts. will draw a map that will be in the show notes. <laughs> but I got there. I got to the Polynesian, and I just walked around and felt completely calm and um, and really satisfied by, you know, at, at that moment, I was like, I don't need to go into the parks now. Like, this... This is exactly what fix. I needed. I yeah. just and it, because it was so relaxing. Like you, you know, a, to go into the park is a whole other thing. And I, I obviously I'd love that too, but you immediately feel, com, feel compelled to match the energy of everyone else, mm. and that energy is very high mm-hmm. and very like we got to get to the thing. We we're all you know we got to mm-hmm. get to our fast pass or we got to get to our reservation at the restaurant or. You know, there's a meet and greet with Mickey over here. So, like, you you immediately feel this pull. Of course, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you feel this pull to like, I've got to be doing something, and that's not the case in the resorts, the the hotels. So, um, I went to Trader Sam's, which is the tiki bar at the Polynesian, and. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed myself there. I had a drink. I bought the souvenir cup that comes in, and uh, and then I like stu- I got on the monorail line and took it to the Contemporary, which is one of the other hotels. And I stood out and just watched uh, the monorail go from there to Magic Kingdom. Um, I also found a spot that um, we, our group of friends, friends had been talking about. I think the date day previous yeah that john has taken several photos at um our friend mike westfall had a photo i think that he shared of this it's these mickey ears that are made of metal 
and and I was you know really enjoyed you know actually being there and <laughs> posting that mm-hmm. for everyone. So overall, I just found myself feeling really lucky that one my job allows me to travel like this. Um, obviously, the job part of it it can be really hard, and it's very hard to be away for numerous reasons. The strain that it puts you on miss us. The strain that it puts on, you know... Do you? Yeah, that's a question. I really try to be sincere right now. I'll show <laughs> The strain that it puts on Ashley and, and it's, and as, you know, it gets easier, you know, taking care of Lily gets easier with, with time. It also gets harder, but... In she has a job yet? Finally hugging you. She's yeah. finally hugging me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's to be on your own with her, even on the easy days, is, you know, exhausting. Yeah. And so... That aspect of it, obviously, I don't like, but I was able to just take in that moment and and I realized how much I needed to kind of relax based on what had been happening for the past year. Um, And I was like just sort of marveling at the fact that, you know, you can you can kind of like ding Disney for a lot of things. Right. As a corporation. Uh, the man himself, you can, mm. there's plenty of things to criticize. But I think what's really incredible is that you can go to these properties and you don't have to pay a dime. It's all free. The monorail's free. You can walk around these hotels, any of their hotels, for free. Um, you can have a whole experience, a Disney experience, without ever entering the parks, which are exorbitant. Uh, the cost and the it's going. Just went up, didn't they? The prices just went up. They, How much is just entry? Uh, entry for like one day, one park is now going to be one twenty-seven. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to go. <laughs> How many parents do you think take their kids to this area that you're talking about and tell them it's <laughs> Disney World? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Look, we're going some... to Adventureland. <laughs> there's metal ears Look, over there. <laughs> There's Mickey. It's those ears. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he does come to the resorts, though. Mickey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, that they they could easily charge for the transportation. They could easily tell you if you're not a resort guest, you can't be on property. You know what I mean? There's lots of things they could do. Technically, that is the policy. Right. But they but don't they enforce don't, there's it. There's no enforce, yeah. enforcing of it. Um, and, and so I was just very... You know, like I said, I was just marveling that I could do that, that I can just show up and completely feed that desire I have. Um, And also it forced me to be relaxed and not be like, I've got two hours to do everything I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was great. And, and it put a lot of things in perspective for me. And, uh, and I think, um, it it helped me get through the year in a weird way. That's my best. Put it in the archive. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that for me was uh, reaffirmation 
that I made the right choice in going with the WWE women's division and not Disneyland as my uh, best 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that would have made this I, half of the, I was sure there was going to be some sort of crossover when we first started talking about this. Cause we, we did not talk to each other about mm-hmm. what we were gonna, going to come up with. Yeah. And Angie had a good suggestion. If we ever do something like this again, we, if we do it next year. Or if we, <laughs> you know, if we want to come up with things separately that there could be some overlap, she said that we needed like a Steven or something that, Who's like the producer for um, My Favorite Murder? Mm. Because they do that with each episode. They come up with stories and then mm. tell each mm-hmm. other about them that they didn't know beforehand. So we should just pick one of our wives or something to, mm-hmm. you know, share those with. The steward could do it. Um, the steward's well, wife. This yeah, wife. Yeah. The steward's wife. The sequel to the astronaut's wife. Yes. <laughs> um, Time traveler's wife. Man, I really want. Yeah, hear. I knew there was another one. I was trying to. Get. <laughs> I, I want to hear your Disneyland stuff. But I know, I know, we can't. I know we can't. We'll save it. We'll yeah. we'll get back to that. So I think the uh, well, not to be whatever, but the the experience of that mm-hmm. is literally uh, what Nirvana is. Mm. Like, if you actually look at the definition of what it's supposed to be like, that's that sort of uber tranquility sort yeah. of almost not really pins and needles but like this like rush of like yeah. euphoria that's that's what nirvana is uh, yeah i think it helped that it was rainy because sure. it was very quiet i think it helped that you had a cocktail at the tiki bar oh before. man <laughs> that was locked <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great uh that's a great moment that actually kind of lines up nicely with your um moment of uh existential awareness at Splash Mountain that you've talked yeah. about before. Have you guys heard about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's a good tie-in. I'll, I'll, I'll mention that. Yeah. So, like, my first... I have a memory of, of realizing that I was an individual. At what age? I was probably... This was, like, 80... 22. When, when did it open? 89? 89, yeah. So, 90. Um, oh, so. when Marvel cards came out. <laughs> right. <laughs> When uh, you started reading Spider-Man. So, right. <laughs> um, Go on. So, Splash Mountain opens in Orlando? or, or No, I think it was Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. And in 1989. And leading up to this, on the Disney Channel, they had been promoting this, like, hard. This is opening. It's going to be great. Biggest... Like celebrities who like did little things on it, didn't they? That was uh, Ernest. Ernest, yes, he yeah. I was like, Ernest I was like, who is yes. like, Ernest P. Worrell was yes. the first to write it, quote unquote. Um, and he trained to get ready for it. Vern helped him, of course. <laughs> we talked about this during the uh, Ernest Goes to Camp episode, yeah, I believe. I believe yeah. we did, and um, the Splash Mountain episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm watching. I'm you know getting really hyped up. I'm very excited about Splash Mountain because I know we're going to Disneyland, and that's you know I'll be there. And so, fast forward to us at Disneyland, and wait, how old were you in '89? I was eight. Eight, okay. And uh, we get in line for Splash Mountain. I'm just standing there like, oh, yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in line at Splash Mountain. I'm about to go on Splash Mountain. I'm standing here in line. And I start imagining myself standing in line. I'm picturing, like, I'm stepping outside of myself and looking 
like picturing me in line. I'm like, that's me. I'm in line. Like in context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah. this is so yeah. great. That's me. And then it was like a bolt of lightning. Suddenly I'm like, wait, that's me. I'm me. I'm and I'm individual and I have my thoughts. And like it was this weird yeah, yeah. absolutely like burned into my brain moment because I obviously still remember it to this day of like I exist and I'm existing in the line at Splash Mountain. <laughs> but I am a person and they're people and they have their own thoughts and they're thinking things, you know. Maybe they're also thinking about themselves in the line at Splash Mountain. Yeah. But uh, do you think was... they're pumping some sort of gas? At... Like, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> most likely. It's causing existential yeah. crisis. My name's Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Thanks, 2018. Thank, thanks for not completely sucking. Yeah, yeah, good fucking riddance. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez> Louise. <laughs> Any, uh, anything you're looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to us finally doing that deep dive on Phantom Menace <laughs> in place of the regular hour. I'm looking forward to the uh, archive trip down to Disney World. Oh, this year? We talked about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we talked about doing it this year, though. We did. That's fine. John put some dates in the Slack. Yeah. This will be, this will be Venom all over again. 2019, 2021, 2028, and 2040. And one of those years is his family's Christmas celebration. Which still hasn't happened. Uh, where can you find us online? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, check out our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, uh, the archive. Everything is the archive, yeah, right? It's yeah. pretty easy. And our dot com. And our dot com is the archive. Yeah. Remember to rate and review us five stars, preferably. Please subscribe. Is that a thing? I sure. Know I think you can. I think you <laughs> yeah. can subscribe. Yeah. Have you ever listened to a podcast? Uh, yeah, I go to I pull down my menu. I say pod, and it comes up. And then I thought you were looking at your music list, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I search for who I listen to. I only listen to like three podcasts, and this uh, is one of them. So, and the other one's the Percolator. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I and the like, deep dive, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next week, Adam, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> oh, um. No, I don't got any shows coming up or anything. So, um, well, that's not entirely true. On the twenty seventh of January, I'm doing a little stage reading, but don't come to that. All right, <laughs> whatever you do on the twenty seventh, make sure that it's not at a stage. There you um, go. Next week, we're going to continue our best. Wait, is anyone else plugging it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, we're going to have a best of music episode. We're not doing a mixtape. You might have thought yeah, that. So, so, so go ahead and resubscribe. Right. <laughs> I know that people just... Time telling Adam, <laughs> it's okay. You can listen to this one. You just skip it. Um, but we've we've collected, hopefully, if everyone will get their songs in, a uh, list of songs that each of us discovered in 2018 and um, 
and Ooh, I just thought of one. talk to them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Adam will have one. <laughs> I'm well and on my and way. it won't be that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's still a whole week for him to misunderstand the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll explain it to you I'll, again. After. I'll goof it up somehow, I'm sure. All right. John, anything to plug? <laughs> now? God, can we end this episode? <laughs> Did I do this wrong again? Well, we just teased the next episode. Oh, right. Uh, I'm going to plug this episode into the hour. Hey. There nice. we go.